0: Hello there jam fans sam at jam here thank you for tuning in to jam happy hour the podcast podcast with heavy pour of wine and music presented by jam sellers during today's thirsty thursday episode we are flashing back to december 2nd of 2021 featuring the as charming as she is talented diana demuth in addition to her soulful tunes Got to talking with Diana about how her songwriting process and creative process in general has adapted between releases and collaboration. Talked all about her latest album, so make sure you check that out. It's called Misadventure. And uh, she gave me some pretty creepy stories about spiders. In true Thirsty Thursday fashion, of course, we were sipping on something. I think Diana was sipping on our Jam Cab, whereas I had a glass of our Butter Chardonnay in hand. You can find both of those in addition to all of our easy to love wines over at jamsellers.com buy. And we've got our super handy dandy wine finder tool over there. Just pop in your zip code and you'll be supplied with a list of all the local stores within your area that supply our wines. And I've got a deal for all of you butter lovers and jam fans tuned in for today's episode. Go ahead and stock up on your favorite of our easy to love wines and have them shipped directly to your doorstep at no additional cost when you order six bottles or more at the jamsellers.com jam store. Just head on over to jamsellers.com shop, enter code JamHappyHour at checkout and shipping's on us. Alrighty, without further ado, let's grab a glass and sip back and get ready to jam out and wind down. After all, this is jam happy hour by Jam Sellers. Hello, everybody! Happy Thirsty Thursday! Today we have someone really cool that I have not met in person yet, but I'm very excited to introduce to you all, and I'm very excited to chat with for the next hour virtually. Hopefully, get to meet this individual very soon in person. We have got Diana Demuth today. How are we doing? What's
1: up? I'm good. How are you?
0: Great. Thank you. And uh, where are you tuned in from today? Uh, Woodstock, New York, upstate New York. Okay. So you're past the five o'clock hour over where you're at. We're so at 7.06. Yeah. You're like way it's wine into hour. the official. It's definitely wine hour. <laughs> do you have any wine? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I do. All right. Drinking a, a nice light shard. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, everybody. Cheers. 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 So I'm really excited to like talk about all things music with you in just a little bit. But if you're ready, we can just get right into it with the first song and chat a little bit afterwards. Hell yeah. All right.
2: You might have seen me neath the poor lights. Well, baby, I'll go back each night. If you got a throat, I got a knife Steady rolling and I keep going And I don't mind how quick the seasons change You know to me that everyone's the same The sweetest sunshine drips the drain It's coming and I'm still running I come from the old time Too late for you to save me If I remain, then I'm to blame But if you should ever need me I'll go wherever you lead me It's all the same, the same old game I'm out watching with the Holy Ghost From the Bowery to the Barbary coast The land I'm from you know I love the most Steady rolling and I keep going And every day it's just another town The more I search and all the less i found Me, I'm a sucker, just a slave to sound It's coming and I'm still running I come from the old time, bay Too late for you to save me If I remain, then I'm to blame But if you should ever need me I'll go wherever you lead me It's all the same, the same old game I come But if you should ever need me I'll go wherever you lead me It's all the same, the same old game
0: So for everyone tuned in right now, thank you so much for tuning in and joining us for today's Jam Happy Hour. Now we've got Diana DeMuth here and what you just heard, the first song for today's set. That was what, the midway point basically in your um, album release?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's one of my favorite ones. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's just, I feel like it's very dynamic because you can listen to that song and like do yoga and... Get your, like, morning workout in, but you can also listen to it if you're super sad or if you're super happy and just trying to, like, almost calm the jitters of being super happy. So I, I'm i just interested to hear, like, the backstory behind the creative process for Steady Rolling.
1: So actually, Steady Rolling is a – it's the only cover on the album, and it's a cover of a song by this band called Two Galants. And it, my producer who I made and wrote the record with, Simon Felice, kind of like we were, we were, it was one of the last songs we recorded on the album and it, um, we were kind of like writing a bunch and didn't really know how at the time we wanted to finish the album, although it ended up being a, you know, the midway point. And, uh he was like, I remember this song, this like crazy song from way back, like sometime in the nineties or something. And he was like, we should listen to this song. And my version of this song sounds nothing like the original song, but we really loved like the lyric and the, and the, you know, uh, you know, the message behind the song, especially the chorus. And so it, uh, you know, it initially is kind of this almost like grungy song, and it would not be recognizable to you in terms of what I just did. But we kind of took it and made it our own. And on the record, it's on piano. And that was one of the ones that we did, um tracked it completely live, just with me and a, a piano uh live in the studio up on this this mountain that we record on it was really beautiful and it's just it's you know live one take on the record and it I don't know you know i was still like learning the song a little bit and a little shaky on it but those sometimes end up being the best like the demos or the song you know the version of the song you end up keeping and loving and wanting people to hear so yeah
0: yeah I think there's something like to say about doing a cover because it's not ever really just replicating something and you know, singing the exact same way, but with your voice. It's always, I found that, that artists such as yourself with a cover like that, it's your take and the way as the audience member, I guess, quote unquote, like the way that you perceive that song, the message you take from it. And then the cover is what you put back out from that perception. And I think it's like always so unique and just, I think it's so cool
1: yeah yeah it's just it's always yeah like some you know i i think like some people don't put covers on their albums and i always say like you know whatever i you know i think it's important to if like you can find a different way to relay a song or the message of the song or a new way for people to hear it i think it's actually a very cool thing yes Uh, yeah
0: um i was reading one of your past interviews from i think last year uh, either right before or right after you put the album out, and you were saying that one of your biggest fears is snakes.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't remember saying that, but it's true. Yes, definitely.
0: Okay, so for me, I don't know. I don't know what my answer would be to this, but snakes or bugs, which are scarier to you?
1: Well, I would have said snakes, but I actually last year. I was living in a cabin upstate and there when the summer came, there were there started to appear these types of spiders called wolf spiders. And they're like the size of a palm and black and Uh gigantic. And the first Mm -hmm. uh, I woke up one morning and I went into my bathroom and there was one in the bathtub and it it looked it looks It looked and looks to me still alarmingly like a tarantula. Uh. And... I, I, yeah, I ended up, like, seeing about three or four of those over, like, a two-month period. One was in the sink when I went to do my dishes, and that was probably the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. So I was just, like, running around the cabin crying and freaking out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm not really that type of person, but it was, like, really kind of, you know, it was a lot. But I would like to, I never killed one of them. I always... Well, I was just
0: going to ask. How would you even kill, like...
1: Well, I got, I like got on the phone with my mom and I was like, okay. mom, like I'm dying. I'm going to die. Yeah, and yeah. she was like, it's really bad luck to kill spiders. And I was like, all right, well now, like I'm so, not that I, I mean, I didn't know what I was going to do, but I'm so superstitious that I was like, well, now I really can't kill it. Like,
0: what do you do? You get a
1: crock pot to well, take see, out something? I tried with a glass and the, the circumference of the glass wasn't big enough. So mm-hmm. I had to get a bowl
0: That's- and I
1: yeah, and I, like, uh. Facetime my friend, and I made her just, I, like, set it up across the room, and I was like, listen, I, this could go south, so you just have to sit here and watch me do this. And I had to oh. do it, yeah, I did it three times, and it was, each time was,
0: <sighs>
1: So those, I'm my, my biggest fear is wolf spiders now.
0: Oh, my God. I mean, I, like, freak out if there's, like, a fruit fly in my vicinity, because there's something about bugs that I just, I don't know if it's the SpongeBob episode where um the butterfly he's like in sandy's uh not igloo but the yeah, the, the thing, thing underwater the thing. <laughs> that she can breathe in and um <laughs> but a butterfly like rolls up on his uh like astronaut looking suit mm-hmm. and they like zoomed in on the butterfly and then ever since then i just i don't know it freaked me out it, it was terrifying yeah. yeah
1: yeah you
0: are not familiar with that episode you got to go take a look
1: i'm sure i've seen it i mean i think like (laughs) yeah yeah it's it bugs in general they they can be creepy but they're also you know part of nature and life
0: so i try to be
1: like you know i try to be good about it and accepting and then if i see a wolf spider it's game over
0: all right well remind me if i ever come visit in new york just remind me to to be on guard about the wolf spiders we don't have them over (laughs) here on the west coast (laughs)
1: Oh, my God. Oh,
0: Amazing. Um, well, to everyone tuned in today, thank you so much for joining us as we approach the new year. I know that Miss Diana here has some cool stuff in store in 2022 for all of you. So you'll want to check out the social media links that we've got. And in the meantime, we've got more music coming your way if you're ready.
2: Yeah. This is called Hotel Song. Hotel Song. I just busted out of this hotel, took all of my belongings, and I ran for it. It's crazy living out of this suitcase, running around in the right race, and I'm tired of it. don't it feel like yesterday when we were driving wildly down dark streets in the pouring rain oh I lay down lifted. Come on, baby, bust me out of this hotel. Gather up my belongings, and let's run for it. Oh, it's crazy. So many wrong things And I've paid for it It's crazy Living out of this suitcase Running around in the right race And I'm tired of it Come on now, baby Wash me out of this hole Run for it.
0: And that was Hotel Song. And that song, I love it because not only is it the intro song for Misadventure, which if you have yet to check it out, you got to do it. Uh, you can find it on, I think, pretty much every streaming platform. It's right? everywhere. It's everywhere. And um, so, Diana, that song for you, it kind of it, it started off as almost feeling like The hopelessness and like the 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 questioning of oneself but then it actually turned around and did the complete opposite for you (laughs) with the album and so like how how was that entire roller coaster of a process like
1: well i always say that the album started in london because i was in london when i started writing hotel song which was the first song that i wrote or started to write on the record um you know, London is a place that's very near and dear to my heart, and I w- was out there trying to figure out what the hell I was doing with my life, and I was sitting in this little shitty hotel, and that, you know, just the... I just busted out of this hotel, kind of... You know, and then the song went from there, and and I think, like... Yeah, I mean, it, you know, the, the, the thesis of the record, or the, the kind of one of the, the pillars of it really is like kind of freeing yourself from whatever holds you back in life. And I think that was a time in my life where I was, um, you know, wanted more and I didn't know what more was. And I think like yeah. you know, it, it took a lot of things coming together. And and one of those was, you know, taking these little bits and pieces that I wrote when I was in London to back here to New York, where I worked with my, my uh, producers, Simon and David on this record and building the record and building the, the story of the record. And um, but yeah, that kind of initial inspiration for 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 Hotel was was I was in kind of a weird spot. And and it did, you know, end up being like something that changed my life.
0: And I mean, I, I've got to shout you out because like for me and so many people during the pandemic, especially it's like putting yourself out there and reflecting not only the way we all do at the end of the night. Um, you're trying to go to bed and you're reflecting on what happened to you that day. But as a musician, you're putting those lyrics out there and you're kind of bearing your soul, not only um, in a very public way, but also in a way that translates to so many people. Um, however, the message is you know perceived by the listener. It's such an important thing. And live music and songs and albums and all the releases like just thank you for continuing to do what you're doing because I don't know how a lot of us would have survived through the pandemic without music. Yeah, quite me either.
1: I definitely would not have. <laughs> so it's good to be like I was I mentioned before it's it's you know after sitting inside for a year and wondering if I was ever going to play music again. You know, and I released this record over COVID, which, you know, the unfortunate part about that was I couldn't tour it right away. And, and right. you know, so it's been these past, you know, I don't know, six months or less of, of getting back on the road in a pretty serious way have been, you know, very healing for me. And, and it's been, you know, awesome to see so many new people and new fans at shows that that, that like the record. And it's been, you know, just as healing for me as anybody else.
0: <laughs> so... You grew up in New York?
1: I grew up in Massachusetts, in in like a little town in Massachusetts. And my parents were, this is actually a good segue into the next song. My parents were, are both artists. They're not musicians. They're both visual artists. And, but they have like a real, you know, love for music. And so from like a really Mm -hmm. early age, I was, they always had records on the house and like, you know, CDs at the time on in the car and uh it informed my my writing and my love for music greatly um and yeah so I, I had a guy was really lucky to grow up with parents in this kind of like little little place in Massachusetts that that had such a a love for the arts
0: no that's awesome I feel like it's so cool when when the parents especially like have the background in music because yeah. not only are they super supportive but I mean, sometimes it's like they're giving their insight, like, "Oh, you should have done this differently. This is how I would have done it." But
1: (laughs) yeah, well, there's, yeah, no, they're they're good, (laughs) they're good about it. They're they're very supportive and and usually stick to what they know.
0: Heck yeah! All right, well, let's just kick back and sip some wine and jam out to another song by Diana. If you're ready, hell yeah!
2: I bought a Mercury. Painted it black Set out for Canada With the clothes on my back I'm gonna get me a thousand miles away Come what may If you get lost Out in the rain Cause some fucker changed that sign to lead you astray and when all of your failures and all of your fears keep you running through the night time nothing coming clear just call on me lover who really needs Nantucket flow my tears into a bucket fuck it all the kids from the pavement say we're here to raise a ruckus come let us dance on the tables till the sun comes up now my skinny love if you get lost in the howling rain cause some fucker changed that signpost to lead you astray and when Your failures and all of your fears keep you running through
0: Demuth everybody
2: But
1: of course
0: <laughs> So that Particular song you just heard everybody Rose of Nintucket, Um Not only is that a gorgeous Song and Just amazing amazing But there is a visual Aspect to the Song a video that was put out um, Directed by I want to say was it Buddy of yours Nick
1: Yes Yes, it was. Uh, his name's Nick Bell. He's an incredible. He does all the di- uh, art direction for the Lumineers and uh, and me, luckily. <laughs> and um, yeah, we 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 flew to Vegas to shoot that. Um, mm-hmm. It was originally we had this kind of different bizarre idea um, that was too complicated, and we landed it on. You know we had this kind of like conceptual idea of what if we you know because the song is about you know connection, really needing mm-hmm. other people, and we had this sort of idea of getting these kind of beautiful different black and white portraits of of people just walking yeah. down the street that we found in mm-hmm. Vegas, and as you can imagine, it was an interesting <laughs> excursion, um oh yeah, but oh, it, it was oh yeah, of course <laughs> um but actually it was I think it was my favorite. Yeah, favorite video that I've done and, and like project I've been a part of. It was just very, got to meet so many people, so many different types of people. And it ended up like, the, you know, the the stringing of it all together ended up feeling, at least to me, very, very powerful.
0: Yeah. And it like, I feel, I feel like that video, it just captures just this almost like frozen in time, timeless sort of vibe that I loved. And I felt like it matched the song so well, but it was also unexpected. Like, when I listened to the song, and then went and watched the video, I wasn't picturing the video to be what was displayed, but I loved it. Mm, it interesting. It yeah. was, you know, when, like, you read a book and then the movie's yeah. quite a bit different, but you yeah. like having, like, the difference from what your imagination
1: Definitely, had yeah. going on. yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, so, speaking of Vegas, <laughs> so question for you so (laughs) let's say let's say there is a movie that you are starring in you're the lead role in this movie and uh it doesn't matter what the movie's about but let's let's just say at some point the climax of the movie you're with some buddies of yours at a vegas nightclub and you're having a great time and then it starts going to like slow-mo Because someone like turns the corner and just instigates something and then it becomes like the fight scene of the movie with you and your friends and then whoever and their friends. Sounds like a typical Tuesday night. (laughs) Typical Tuesday night. Um, What would you want to kind of capture the essence of that scene? Uh, with a song
1: i mean honestly the thing that keeps popping into my head is eye of the tiger i just feel like that would come on come on full full throttle yes an epic fight scene
0: was it oh my gosh was it the hangover that was it mike tyson yeah they stole his tiger yeah in vegas you're right that movie's fucking hilarious so how many were there three
1: yeah (laughs) I think they got progressively worse, but it's yeah. the first one is really funny.
0: Yeah. I mean, any of those movies are good if you're hungover. Oh, yeah. Because you're like, I relate with everything that's happening so much right now.
1: Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, I think actually, uh, I think it was the second hangover. They're like in the, I want to say they're in the Philippines or something. But um, what's his name, who was also in The Office – Steve, oh or not stevie steve what's no. his
1: no uh, andy in the office right
0: andy in the office but his name starts with an s it's like steve in the hangover but you go for like mike tyson tattoo and then in real life mike tyson like sued the hangover really
1: yeah oh my god because i guess it's come on mike tyson
0: or, yeah i know like come on bro <laughs> let him live well diana what do you say we get into another jam
1: let's do it this is uh yeah this is gonna this is a song I heard on repeat growing up that has uh stayed in my head ever
2: since hey little girl is your daddy home Did he go and leave you all alone no I got a bad desire I'm on fire Tell me now, baby, is he good to you? Did he do to you the things that I do? I could take you higher Oh, I'm on fire Sometimes it's like someone took a knife, baby, edgy and dull Cut a six-inch valley through the middle of my soul At night I wake up with a sheet soaking wet And a freight train running through the middle of my head Only you can cool my desire Oh, I'm on fire I'm on fire.
0: Oh, I'm on fire, dude! Some good old Bruce, Brucey Bruce. Gotta love Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, for you, like, yeah, when it comes to covering songs, do you actively try and like put your own spin on it, or is it more just? you go with the flow and however you end up covering it is what's meant to be i don't know if that made sense but
1: <laughs> yeah no i think i think it depends on the song yeah. like i think you can i think it, you know every song if i hear like a song that has really cool um lyrics like the the Too gallant song but the you know i i think of like you know in my mind here it maybe a different way mm-hmm. i think that can be very cool and then there are things like i'm on fire that just you can't really mess too much with um but yeah i think it just it just whatever the whatever the song warrants and and it's always kind of a different approach
0: now how about for your your og songs your originals like do you conceptualize it from the written side of things first and then move into the instrumental after or does it kind of is it all over the place? Like, sometimes it starts with the melody and then moves into the lyrics. Like, how does that really work for you?
1: Um, it's interesting, actually. I was having a conversation with, with my, my friend and producer, Simon Felice, a couple days ago about this. And I, we, every, every song is different. And, I, and he, he made a really kind of poignant point, which was that, like, you can just have, like, three words that are an idea yeah. And that can inspire something to become, you know, hopefully great. And and I think, you know, a lot of times, like, as it's, it's writing songs myself, like, I can put pressure on, you know, uh, f- finishing an entire song and, and be a little bit, you know, perf- perfectionistic about it. Um, and, and I really actually, that was an important conversation f- for me to have because I remembered it's like, you know, it's like you're like the other day I was driving home from New York city and I had this like little kind of idea in my mind and you save all these little ideas that you can bring to, you know, if, if you write with other people, which I always kind of bring them to my, my little tight knit recording family and we, we work on things together and, um, you know, you can bring little bits and pieces. And I think it's beautiful, you know, you hear how other people interpret those, and what it might mean to other people, and then kind of like bounce ideas off each other. And I think that that has been uh, a way that I and we have been very kind of successful in, in making uh, a record. And, um, you know, but it's always different. Or, you know, it could be, it could be a chord on the guitar, the piano, it could be a little little vocal melody. And I think that that's one of the beautiful things about writing is it's not the same thing every time. Um, And, you know, it's, you can just, you can build an entire song off of something very minute and small, small, but impactful, simple, but impactful and powerful.
0: So last night I was sitting down and I had like tried the guitar and ukulele a couple times over my life. Um, But last night I actually like actively was trying to go through like youtube tutorials Mm -hmm. and um i didn't even realize like with c and and g and all all the different things you do first of all it's painful Mm -hmm. um i understand the the whole concept of like building calluses now Mm -hmm. because after like 20 minutes of just trying the different um the chords, like My fingers were in so much pain, but I didn't realize, like, with guitar, all the different ways that you can make a chord sound, like the ways that you can strum or if you're using a pick versus not. And it kind of all came full circle for me and it gave me, like, more appreciation for you guys, such as yourself and all these musicians that, like, they do this while singing, (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs)
0: Like what?
1: Yeah. I I mean, like anything, I think it's a lot of, it's practice. I always say like, I have horrible ADD. So I always like, I'm so surprised that I stuck with guitar when I was, you know, I picked up a guitar when I was like 13 or something. And I Mm -hmm. always am somewhat shocked that it held my attention the way that it did, because it is hard, a hard instrument to learn and it's, and it's painful at first and your fingers bleed and your fingers bleed and your fingers bleed. And then eventually you have calluses and so forth, but like. Yeah, the if, if I wasn't so enthralled with songwriting and and yeah. music, I mean, for me, it's like I'm I so much of what I love about music is is vocal melodies and lyrics. And the guitar for me, it was like kind of essential to learn it, to to be able to write myself and, you know, kind of like support, support the song. Um, and yeah, but it is it's it's a lot of work. <laughs> It's, it's like, yeah, you have to be committed to, to wanting to do it and uh, not, you know, very stubborn, which I am also very stubborn. Yeah.
0: Well, it's that Taurus cusp. I know. It's the Taurus <laughs> cusp. Really... My moon signs Taurus, so I, I understand the, mm. the stubbornness. Oh, interesting. It's a thing. Yeah. My boyfriend is a Taurus with Aries moon and Taurus rising. Oh, Wow. So
1: so he's stubborn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes.
0: <laughs> Shout out to you, Jeremy, if you're watching. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Whoa. Um. Wow. So I guess before we get into another song, no. my other question is for you, was it guitar or an instrument or was it your voice that you found first and kind of like sparked your your interest and your desire to keep doing what you're doing?
1: I think when I, was, when I was little, I would always run around and be singing and, like, writing little songs. So probably my voice, although, like, guitar was the first thing that I, like, you know, pursued in any kind of way of, like, you know, I wanted a guitar teacher. I was, like, begging my parents to, like, you know, let me have guitar lessons so I could learn it properly. And mm-hmm. I think that singing has always come more natural to me, and this has been something that I've worked harder at. Um, yeah, but I, I think I was always like, like I said, because of my parents. I think like I was always, I was always, everybody was always singing in the house, and I certainly was always singing and writing little songs. So I guess, I guess my voice, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. And um, uh, not related to music, mm. but what's your favorite recipe that you've um, started doing or like tried for the first time during the pandemic?
1: Mm. Reci- like cooking.
0: I mean, it could be the sourdough bread trend oh, that everyone helped on, or like anything in general. Uh,
1: let's see. I made a lot of like Asian food over uh, mm-hmm. over lockdown. Um, I was really into stews for a while. Um, okay. The upstate New York winter is very dark and long, so you kind of like. I did get really into cooking these like kind of like hearty Irish meals. Um, because of that. But like, (laughs) uh, you know, I was pretty much on a diet of wine and some kind of stew that I would make
0: every night. Yeah. Yeah. The liquid diet. Oh, the liquid diet um, was in full effect. (laughs)
1: Um, no, but I'm trying to think like, uh, yeah, I made, I made a, I, I tried my, I'm I I think that I'm a pretty good cook. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I try to be adventurous and I'm also like an avid lover of any type of Asian food. So, You know, we were getting into some like Thai curries and all that stuff, so you know, I didn't have anything else to do. So yeah.
0: Do you have a Trader Joe's over where No, and it breaks my heart. Oh yeah,
1: because when I was living out in California, that was like my, you know, TJ's forever.
0: I mean, like honestly, if someone were to serve me a frozen Trader (laughs) Joe's like meal at a restaurant and didn't tell me, I would probably be like Hey, can you uh give my compliments to the yeah. chef? Like it it's
1: so it really cool. is.
0: I'm so sad for you.
1: I know. I try not to harp on it too much, but I've, been, you know, I ba- I bounce in, I bounce into New York City, you know, a fair amount these days and they, you know, there's a there's a Trader Joe's there, so.
0: Hey, if you ever need anything sent to you, I got <laughs> like, you. I go to Trader Joe's like twice a week. I
1: well, I, I used to go to <laughs> Trader Joe's like twice a day, so it's a, it's a it's a it's a hard place not. It's like you can't really beat TJ's.
0: When people say they they think it's like expensive i i i don't understand it's really not i don't get it it's, it's not. not and it's really good food is important it's really good yes yes and it's enjoyable to shop there that's like the important part
1: it me. is i like shopping there i hate parking there I and mean, at least the the place that I yeah i've had some issues in parking lots there but i mean yeah come on
0: it's the best yes it really is um Thank you to everyone who's tuned in. We're going to get into another song. But pour yourself a glass of wine. Let's kick back and, and jam out. we got Diana DeMuth, everybody.
2: All the liars and all the thieves Have gotten down on their hands and knees Waiting for the arrival of a savior's arms A stranger from the bar A stranger in the dark Say that you love me, won't talk about me behind my back. Say that you won't leave, but no, you can't do that. guillotine. I've been on trial for breaking mirrors. It's been a while, boy. It's been a while. Say that you love me. Won't talk about me behind my back. Say To get out, lies, lies, liars. I shed so many tears because I could not reach out. Lies, lies, liars. An ocean of tears for crying out loud. Say the do that you can do
0: that Diana DeMuth everybody thank you for joining us for today's Jam Happy Hour and what you just heard is the fifth song on today's Jam Happy Hour set list and it's the eighth track from the ten total I think on Missing
1: Adventures, Correct, you were correct
0: okay so how did you like figure out and decide how to kind of like sandwich everything together for that album like track one the intro which we heard earlier and you know the closing track number 10 how did you figure out what you wanted to start and end with and everything in between? i think
1: the record just kind of follows a, a you know there's a definitely a story built into it a lot of it's like, you know, sonically, we tried a lot of different songs against each other. And, and, you know, we had these kind of things in mind, like Hotel Song felt like the right way to open up the record and Already Gone felt yeah. like the right way to end it. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, so it was like what kind of tells the story of what's happened in my life between this point and this point. Um, yeah. And right. I think we, we followed that, you know, kind of as best we could with the songs and and uh Yeah, just what what felt right against each other and and sounded like you know, it's it's very like some songs just don't sound very good next to each other and and I think it's really cool a a really cool thing and an important thing to to like an important part of the process to handpick what's what's going to portray the story of the record in the way that you want it to be portrayed or people to hear it.
0: Yeah, and let me just say that video that accompanies that song we just heard. Oh. It's so cool. I love it's like a an entire life cycle of the message you were trying to portray cuz you've got um you know you have the lyrics that flash across the screen and then you have um you know the protests and like the tension um that's portrayed but then it also just overall I feel like gives this message of rebirth mm. and like just I don't know I love it so yeah. much. And if Yeah. If anyone out there hasn't seen it and is watching this right now, you you gotta go watch it it's oh, thank kiss. you
1: yeah, that was a
0: we made that during
1: <laughs> lockdown, and we were just like, you know it's all found footage and um yeah, the all the Liars is, is a song very close to my heart, so I'm glad the, I'm glad you you enjoyed and felt the video absolutely.
0: Um, now, are you Halloween or a Christmas person? I'm just going to rapid fire some
1: Halloween or questions. Christmas?
0: Like. Yeah, but you have to pick um, one.
1: Christmas. What? I don't know. It just always feels so nostalgic. I mean, Halloween does too a little bit, but Halloween is one of those things that changes pretty drastically as you get older. Like. Christmas, I don't know. I, you know, I'm lucky enough that I have a great relationship with my family and I really love my family. So it, you know, it's always nice to to be brought back together for for a holiday. And I don't know, you know, the the winter can be, at times I'm over it, but like something like Christmas and like the winter is just, I don't know. It's so like, it's so beautiful. It's hard to, it's hard not to like it, I think.
0: Yeah. Now, summer or winter? Mm, Summer.
1: I'm going summer. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm not even going to ask why because I would say yeah. summer too. <laughs> and I know why. <laughs> Longer days, better weather. Yeah. Sorry. I don't like the rain and snow. I just. <sighs> it's tough. I like the sun. Yeah, the sun is great. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, that's one of the one of the things that cuz I've lived on both coasts and one of the nice things about living on the East Coast is you go through this kind of long winter and then when the spring and summer come, it's like holy shit. It's amazing because you've mm-hmm. just been through this like kind of hibernation. So you know i'm looking I'm looking at the light at the end of the tunnel here and seeing spring yes
0: i I wish we just like as a whole, I wish our country would just like stop with the the b s that is like one hour ahead at you know what is it spring forward fall back, like we lose an hour, we gain an hour. Why don't we just not do either of those things and then we don't have to like. You know, play catch I don't, up. Yeah.
1: I'd agree with you on that a one. a few weeks. No, it's no fun.
0: <laughs> um. Okay. Now, this is an important question Um, because I know you are on the Taurus cusp. So that means, such as myself with my Taurus moon, you like to snack. You like your food a certain way. So this is going to hit home. Would you rather, for the rest of your life, you can only ever eat meals that are like a little bit too salty or like too spicy, or not enough, like bland, but never anything in between. it's one or the other
1: I think I'd probably do too salty or too spicy. bland food makes me depressed, yeah, I also am like a i'm like <laughs> a um a hot sauce connoisseur and a spicy like really into spicy Girl, food, so I would yes. bland food nah I'd rather die
0: i my friends and family, they all joke because I will have, like, an almost empty refrigerator. But what I will always have is, like, every door drawer is full of condiments, like, any type of sauce. And then any... Condiment queen. Condiment queen. And then anytime a meal is to be had, I am literally, like, I've got, like my sauce like under my armpit and then my plate and then like eight other bottles already on the okay. table because I, I like to switch it up.
1: Yeah. I travel with hot sauce on tour. Like I bring it into restaurants. Which one? Well, it depends. It depends oh, on exactly. in the, in the van we have, <laughs> we have the, the staples Tabasco and Sriracha and Frank's.
0: Okay. For, yeah, okay. for different, Frank, oca- yes. for
1: different occasions.
0: Frank's like the, the, uh, thinner one that's like the OG Franks or like the the thicker buffalo Franks.
1: the one that I travel with is the thinner one but again there's a time okay. for each yes. there's a time for each there's true. a time for every hot there sauce
0: there certainly is oh man
1: <laughs> um yeah the spi- the spiciest actually the spiciest hot sauce I've ever had that like scalded my mouth was one from Trader Joe's that i got like five or six years ago they probably still have it it was a habanero sauce and it was mm-hmm. it it was it took me down
0: mm-hmm. and
1: nothing ever really takes me down but it yes. really took me down yeah. yes yeah.
0: i will have to send you um a little bottle of the yuzu hot sauce i don't know if you've had it but it's at trader joe's
1: yeah i have and it's really good the yuzu hot sauce yes. yeah it's so good because i'm it's an so good.
0: asian food connoisseur such as you so
1: all right we're on the same page
0: (laughs) okay so diana hey hey Hey. Hey. my my look at the time how it's flown yep (laughs) all right what do you say hey hey my my let's
1: wrap it up all
0: right yeah (laughs) Cheers. cheers cheers
2: can roll is here to stay. It's better to burn.
0: Thank you, my yeah. dear. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Well, thank you. Diana DeMuth, everybody. We have had an amazing jam happy hour today. Um, wow. What a tribute to Neil Young, first of all. Like, awesome cover. Love that. Like, your voice pairs with that song perfectly. Oh, thank you. And even though you you kept that authenticity, that Neil Young authenticity that you got to keep, you you still brought like your unique soulfulness, which I think is really cool. So
1: oh, cool. Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Cheers to you. Yeah. yeah. And thank you for, you know, tuning in and I hope to see you on the West Coast sometime in the future. And we've got to have you pour here. All right. So hell yeah. We'll, uh <laughs> we'll have the wine ready for yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right.
1: I'll catch you on the West Coast then.
0: All right. Sounds good. And uh, to those of you watching, thank you again. Make sure you check out everything diana not just today but uh heading into 2022 because it sounds like she's got some really awesome stuff in store so Check check her out on the socials and in the meantime have a great rest of your week everybody and catch you next week all right cheers